0: our yeah. robes just for you. Nice. Oh, no. Oh, I, I just got out of my robe at, you know, 2 in yeah. the afternoon, which is, uh... you
1: know,
2: there's, there's is, a limit. Yeah, there's a, a limit. I'm, there's a limit.
1: We wanted to, like, th- uh, wear our robes just to say thank you for what you've done, because I've really enjoyed oh. your quarantine, quarantunes Cor-in, yeah. and quarantunes. Uh, <laughs> it really just, uh, yeah, it makes my heart happy. So um, thank you for doing that.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, I, I, um, I'm ending it actually this week. It'll be Sunday will be the, or Saturday or Sunday will be the last day. Just because I've run out of songs that I can do alone.
3: Okay. Hello. So
0: (laughs) so, (laughs) I think 62 songs, like it's not so bad for a solo, uh, repertoire. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I'll keep doing music, uh, you know, and there's other projects and, you know, and Sandra, I really want to do something with you at some point, did you know, remotely or, you know, we'll figure, I know. Yes, like, <laughs> yes, very nice. Yeah, you know,
4: <laughs> shameless promotion, I'm all
0: for it. <laughs> I was actually thinking that what would be great for us, which I would love to do, Sandra, is is the, you know, Ciliegi, the uh, the cherry duet.
4: Yeah,
0: absolutely, it,
4: you know, at anything.
0: You know, I've done it a, a few times on, on with orchestra on, and it's, no, it's on or- YouTube. No, it was, oh, you've done it with yeah,
2: orchestra. Yeah, but then? I'm just saying yeah. maybe
0: pick one and we could just get my piano you know do you know Lachlan Glenn the yeah. yeah yeah get him to kind of mirror the, the way it is the way that you know with the tempos and stuff from a live performance that we like oh, and then we can <laughs> we can, we can um...
4: did you record all the quarantine's like are you going to compile them and make something out of it
2: no, I, mean, I, mean, not... we've, I mean, we. I mean, we. I mean, sure, we ha- we recorded them, but you know, on our iPhone. You know, I mean, yeah. we're sort of. I, mean, I yeah. mean, you know, I think. I mean, it's you know, we have them all. We saved them all, obviously. I mean, you know, we'll. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm not sure how. How you know excellent they are, <laughs> in terms of what I'm, you know, my standards. But uh, but I, I you know, I wanted it to be natural, you know. So maybe this And might...
4: it was, and and yeah. uh, we read all the comments, and people just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. So, so moved by it, and mm-hmm. that's what this time has been about, I think. And mm-hmm. We're yeah. trying to find some something to do to make a difference, too, and that's why we started this chat, just because we were reaching out to people because they're all our artist friends we started with, and then it kind of it's growing into, we have a chef, we have a, a top chef that we're interviewing next week, I know, Janet Zuccarini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, she has placed there now a couple of places, but... How are you guys feeling now? I
0: mean, I will say with the quarantines, one thing that I just found out recently, and I think we can announce it, or it's going to be announced.
4: Well, you're not going to be out until at least next week, if if okay. not. Yeah, Even
0: because I was um, I was doing it, and then I got a really good. I got a call from a friend of mine named Kristen Quillacci. who's a very. He's actually an opera singer too, but he but he mainly works for the Democratic Party. He's like and his and his uh. His, his mother is married to Joe Walsh, you know, from the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And, and his, his, aunt, and his is aunt is married to, to Ringo, uh, Star. Ringo Star. So, so, like, so he's from this, he has, he, has, he has a lot <laughs> yes. of fingers and a lot of pies. Anyways, but, but, he's, but his main job is to, is to do major you know, fundraising for the Democratic Party. He works party. with Tammy
2: Duckworth, maybe He works with
0: Tammy Duckworth, but he's also, he's helping Joe Biden a lot.
2: Uh-huh. And,
0: and, and, and he called me up and he said, you know, we're going to do an online Fundraiser. Uh, fundraiser with, you know, Whoopi Goldberg. And, and well, Joe Biden, it's a Ford conversation with Tammy Duckworth. And Joe, Biden, and Joe is gonna, and Joe gonna be cool. there. and He said, you know, Rufus, since you're, you know, the king of the quarantines, you know, we <laughs> want to have you involved in that. So it's great, it'll be great to, yeah, I feel very, whatever. I, I, that was a great call to get. To you're right, that's it. I think you do it. And
4: how are you guys feeling? I know that we, we saw your last post with the Quarantoons, we didn't see today. But that you said you're feeling like it's time to end it. We're going in a new period.
0: Yeah. California's opening up. How are, you, how are you guys feeling with all that? Well, California is opening up. But I guess today they announced that there's there's now another two, a month of uh, stay, stay at, at home, home order. in L.A. County. Oh, LA. yeah. Because L.A. is not doing great. I no. mean, it's not, it's not horrible, but it's... Not doing it. It's not. It, the The cases are going up in L.A. County.
2: Mm-hmm. And they just announced too that the border between Canada and the U.S. is going to be closed until the twenty first of June. Twenty
0: first of June.
2: Wow. Yeah. wow. That's pretty. So, that's pretty. So I, I think
0: yeah. what I'm finding is that um, we have to. On one hand, it's it's you know important to to shift, but we got to be ready to just go right back into our caves. <laughs> yes. You
4: know? I know it's terrible. You know hibernation. That's what. That's exactly what it feels like.
0: It doesn't it like. Nah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well. So what are you going to do now? Just keep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Well, I'm. Well, okay. Here's an interesting thing. This is. I mean, I don't know if I. We talked about this a bit before, but. Yeah. But um. Uh, Stockholm. Opera, you know the Royal Opera House in Stockholm. Which huh? is a have you sung there ever in the Stockholm mm-hmm. Royal Opera House.
4: I have. I yeah. sang for the the yeah the Birgit Nielsen Prize. Oh, oh you're part cool. kind of a winner.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Cool. Oh god, they yeah. uh, they uh they 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 are doing a new production of prima donna, my first opera, and and you no know, this was you know planned a while ago. Anyways, and uh, so they were you know working on that and then of course all the pandemic occurred is occurring (laughs) and Mm -hmm. of course as we know Stockholm is and Sweden is is, has taken their own approach Mm -hmm. to this whole situation which you know is very controversial obviously I don't I don't particularly agree with it but but it's it's the approach that they've taken Mm -hmm. um and they're gonna do my opera in September (laughs) um Madonna they've they've asked me they're going the theater they're only going to let I think 500 people in a night oh, okay um and then they also want me to do uh a reduced orchestration of it like a, a trim down or the orchestra and I'm actually working with Jace Ogren who will be the conducting it and he'll be we're going to be put making more of a chamber version of it which I think is actually going to be quite beautiful well, um, I think so. yeah I could see that yeah and they're going to do it and and it's funny because Prima Donna, which, you know, a lot of people loved it, but there was, you know, kind of an equal number of of naysayers and real, you know, some real sharp attacks, you know, from the opera world because of, you know, of its romantic nature. Anyways, it's very possible that Prima Donna will be the only opera produced on earth. (laughs) Well, isn't that going to be the scoop? It is, like. (laughs) Yours, like, I'm on
4: top of that. Yeah,
0: like, from, you know, being, from its inception, where you know Peter Gelb walked away, you know because I wouldn't write it in French, I wouldn't write it in English. English sorry. Yeah. And then you know the New York City Opera, which collapsed after. Yes. York, you know that was the last opera at the New York City Opera. It's now like surviving the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, there's something about that piece, I'll tell you, which is uh, very. Interesting.
4: I see. Yeah, Brilliant. So. I love it. I have a question for you guys. First off, how did you two meet?
2: Uh-oh. A long time ago. Uh, well, yeah.
4: That,
2: I was actually at the time I was working in Berlin at the at the State Opera House. Uh, the you know the old the beautiful Unter den Linden. You're more of a Deutsche Opera person, right? Yeah. You're
4: one or the other, and yeah.
2: I'm a well, Deutsche well, Opera. I don't. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say so. In your in your but a little bit yes. I mean, it was a little bit like a secret arrangement. You know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't sort of go to the stars of the other opera house. So anyway, so I was working Unter den Linden for five years and. Um, i wanted to do a project uh based on a book by jonathan Saffron four and uh, and rufus want, rufus i thought rufus would be ideal to write the music i'd heard about him from a mutual friend and then i asked her to put me in touch with him and i went to see a show of his and then afterwards we had dinner and you know i don't think that he was interested in the project at all <laughs> um, <laughs> But then wow. you know, we started another project um, very soon after. You know, nothing happened that first night, yeah. It was sort of um, it was
0: very old fashioned in a lot of ways. He kind of courted me,
4: nice. Oh, that's sweet, yeah. and, and my... now here you are, you're his manager,
0: yeah. There we are. We're now, we're in court. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but we, um no but, but the, from my side of the story is that i i had you know i've always had these 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 uh in my in most of my pop tours over the years i would have kind of a crazy finale uh yeah. near i was crucified one with that and madonna actually ripped me off actually uh but uh when she did but uh, anyways so I was crucified one year, I was- You was ripped like a, off
2: Jesus, I mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you ripped off <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, and um, so that happened. And then, you know, like another tour I would, there was one where I had uh, like the gay Messiah appear, When it was all these different scenarios. One I turned into Judy Garland at the end and did did uh, Summerstock, that number uh, Get Happy with the band. Cool. and the, the, the stockings and stuff. Anyway, so that happened, and then but for this particular tour, the year that I met Yorn, I made the entire band, at, including myself, strip at the end of the show. We all became strippers. Yeah. Um, and so we had like pasties and, you know, like the docks. <laughs> I wanted to do that? Why can't you know, Albert you know, be fun like that? that. So, I, so I did that, and, and, and that's how we kind of toured Europe. And all I want to say is that, you know, by the end of the tour, I had a boyfriend. <laughs> So it pays to advertise. It
3: pays to advertise.
2: <laughs> Take <laughs> off your clothes.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so, so for you guys, whenever you sing Salome, is that when you have a new relationship afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, well, that's not the dance of the seven veils.
4: That's the dance of the 24 veils, in my you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, so tell us about, I mean, OK, some of the people that are watching this might just be opera people. Right. And you both are so much more than just opera. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself? Like how would you describe yourself? Both
2: of you. Do you wanna go first? Because
4: I... you don't you don't really fit in one little box,
2: you know? I mean I've 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 always I mean, you know, I like I mean I like sort of that term yeah I like that term impresario in a way, you know, I like to put things together, I like to make things happen, produce things and work with artists and, you know, create, you know, interesting projects. I mean, when I was in Berlin at the Staatsoper, I was sort of in charge of the secondary performance program there, which we did in that, which we did it sort of in our old set design storage space, which was gorgeous and beautiful, which is now actually the the Berenbaum Said Foundation and, you know, the the mm-hmm. Boulez Yeah. Hall. Frank Gehry built, so they took Mm -hmm. over basically my space and Frank Gehry ruined it. Um, I mean, you know, but uh, that was sort of the the space that I really inaugurated and started and then, and then, you know, the Luminato Festival was sort of, you know, very much working on an interdisciplinary kind of way and, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, and now Rufus and I work together and uh, as, you know, so now I'm sort of again more on the managerial side. I guess I like to make things happen, Artistically and culturally, and I also work for uh, a okay. PBS for a 24-hour arts and cultural channel called All Arts, and I'm yeah. the artistic director and sort of help them to, you know, create some new programming and ideas. And uh, and stuff like that. You really uh, like bringing people like together, too.
3: So like
2: yeah, to together. I mean, it's really, you know, I always say, you know, the most important thing really is, is is you know the your address book in a way. You know, who can you call to mobilize to do something with.
4: Well, it's a talent too i uh, asking people to do things, you have to have that personality and and not have a fear of rejection
3: yeah right,
0: yeah right. yeah, so. yeah, so Rufus, how would you describe yourself? I mean because you, know, you if, I, if i if i if I was you know cornered in a you know dungeon or something <laughs> <laughs> uh that won't happen for a while uh but uh <laughs> But I would, and I had to ask. Uh, I had to give an answer. Sorry, uh, I would have to say I'm sort of like a three-headed monster, you know. Three-headed uh, <laughs> monster. Monster. Because uh, there, you know, there's three kind of major, you know, arteries that that, uh, that I have to feed into, uh, and um, and you know, one of them is is being a composer you know, being an opera, an opera composer, that is, that to me is a very, I, I very much subscribe to a kind of traditional kind of, um, idea of what an opera composer is, you know, um, I have, you know, I, I believe in the flame and I believe in the power of that medium and I, and I, you know, worship at the altar of those composers and those uh, artists and stuff and that sensibility. So I'm, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a full-fledged um, uh, thing and then secondly the other one is is a songwriter
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, because that's very different you know being a songwriter is sort of uh, and, I, and I mean like popular music in, in the world of popular music I mean that's a real sort of blessed well, tradition that I come from you know that's what my family does uh, I was born into it and uh, and luckily you know my mother the late great Kate McGarrigle had the um, foresight uh, to really, you know, get me rolling early on and, and really, you know, and and, uh, and it's sort of, and it's interesting because it's like unlike composing operas where you're really there to serve the piece mm-hmm. and you're really there to kind of create these characters and, 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 and work with other people. Songwriting is so personal, you know, it's it's really mm-hmm. about, you know, it's, it's about my life, my experience, how I view the world and how I, you know, and, and then other people, you know, embark with me on that journey um but third and this is very important is i'm a singer and that is and that is its own beast you know and 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 it's just yeah and it's even i would say even in an odd way the singer in me is the most sort of animalistic it's the it's it's the probably the area that i know least about in terms of like what the singer in me desires or is hungry for you know it kind of you know, I'll just suddenly be dragged in some direction that I, you know, where I have to sing something, or I, or or when I'm singing a piece, it it takes me to this other kind of sub area that that I just I know as 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 a cognizant being. So it's this sort of, and they're all very, you know, they're three different sectors that that, uh, that I am, and uh, and they complement each other very well.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I, I was wondering. Um, for you during this time, because I feel not being able to be on stage a huge sense of loss, and not being able to be even around my loved ones or to hold them and hug them, and it's just loss. And I was wondering how you feel. Are you feeling creative? Do you feel like making music? Were there days when you didn't feel like, um, I guess, what, are you composing? Were there days I, when you didn't feel like doing I quarantines? Work,
0: I am working nonstop on music right now. Um, I mean, I I have to say that, so I mean, I'm I'm fortunate because as I said, I have these three different areas that I can, you know, Mm -hmm. bounce around in. Um, I think as a singer, uh, it's probably tougher if that's you know, what your focus is because you know, you really Mm need, it's much better with other people to work. Um, But that being said, and I do feel strongly, you know, kind of promoting this, is that there's nothing better for an artist than time. You know, to to really work on something or you know to get you know to really get in and and that is something that's so lacking in our world right now as, as artists. Too. And and uh and so it's sort of I don't know I I do feel that this is a tremendous opportunity uh for 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 artists and that, and that there will be great work that comes out of this just with that. You. You know, I really I feel do. it.
4: I feel yeah. it's a time to, Carrie to, 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 and I were talking about this yesterday with someone else. It's a time to really stop and contemplate. And for me, it's been a very incisive time. Like I've stopped and just re reevaluated and looked at what's happened in my my life because I, I've been go, 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 since I started singing when I was 25. And to yeah. take this time now and go, wow, I've done a
1: lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. oh, girl. Wow.
4: Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, what, what direction do you want to take it now? And Because I've never had that, that luxury of time, like you said. To, yeah.
0: to- uh, but, um, but I also feel what's interesting is that when you have this time, and mm-hmm. there is, you know, long stretches where you, even if you're not doing anything, yeah. it's fascinating what your mind does, how, how much you actually do work. Process
4: um, and, and I'm processing things. It's
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, it almost revs up a little bit. I know that Jorn, you know, gets mad at me when I'm not vacuuming or, or and I need to vacuum more and I need to you know, do yes. all of that. But as uh-huh. artists, like I, when I'm like sitting there kind of spaced out in my bathrobe. There's shit going on back there. I know. There,
2: there is. is. <laughs> there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You're, you sound uh, like Duncan and Chris. Duncan, Duncan, so I'm vacuuming like, and when I'm making <laughs> the food and when I'm bringing out the the trash and when I'm, you know, taking care of the vac- of the homework <laughs> with the daughter. Oh,
1: my God. I love oh that. Oh it's like, I know. Yeah, it's domestic, yeah. domesticity. It's living We're there. artists. Yeah. We're artists. We have yeah. to create.
3: Yes,
0: yes,
1: yes. They can hide behind that a lot. Wow. No, but, girl, you still need to clean the toilet every once in a while.
4: You yeah, I know, pick up that brush.
0: Thank you, Kelly, yes. Will always be able to. Well, you
4: know, my, my other friends in L.A., they're making a the thing out of it on Friday afternoon, and they get dressed up in little maid's costumes.
2: Oh, no, really? That's Whoa, funny. Oh, girl, that sounds like fun.
4: Just saying, you know, you can you can kind of play little that, games with it.
2: not going to give us stern No. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs>
4: Could you see them? Oh, oh, oh! I will never unsee that now. <laughs> I actually, you. know. I, so, okay. I have a silly question because I think I and Carrie and I. I think we both think the same way about this. I have an alter personality, and I call her Sandy Singer. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: And she's like, when I'm on, <laughs> when I'm on stage, I'm Sandy Singer. You know, I'm like, hi.
2: Okay. Wow.
4: But then when I'm home, I'm Sondra Lear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you find that when, like when, Jorn probably can answer this better because he can see Rufus when he's on stage as he's like, yeah. But do you find that you have, you you talk about that three headed monster, yeah, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
4: Do you think of them all as the same person or are you three different people?
0: No, I think they're three different people. Um... I will say. Each
2: one of them, and, and all three of them don't take out the trash. Yeah, by right. the way.
1: <laughs> I was
0: wondering. who <laughs> takes out the trash.
2: Definitely. <laughs> I None I of didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 no, Ever. Right.
0: Well, that's because they're all you know, they're <laughs> occupied. But, uh, but
2: <laughs> all, and, and all three like to eat chocolate and yeah, not. And not throw away yeah, the wrapping paper answer. when they, you finish they,
1: they it. Oh, that. Harry! I think we I think we interrupted the domestic here. <laughs> oh, I, I love this conversation because this is like
0: yeah, what's going on in my house? It, it, I've been with my house before. too. Let me
4: tell you, yeah,
0: uh-huh. hilarious. I do think I do think that you know I had an interesting I had an interesting uh, experience uh, right before. Now we're gonna we're gonna take it down now, and I and I have talked with Lauren about but but there was this you know period right before the pandemic, and it is actually it's really good that this happened before everything shut down is that I actually got like really depressed for about three months, and i'm not I'm not like a depressive person. It does kind of run in my family quite severely, but 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 I've always sort of been spared that. anyways, I went into that mode for some reason. I think a lot of it had to do with the tenth anniversary of my mother's death.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: and thankfully it happened then, and then the pandemic pandemic occurred. Because I think if it was simultaneous, it would mm-hmm. have been pretty intense. Anyways, but during that period, I was singing a lot, and I was doing a lot of concerts, and they were some of the greatest concerts I've ever done. And there was this strange kind of correlation where, you know, my mental illness at that time um was really uh like connected to my singing (laughs) you know and it was and it was was like even though I felt like crap um the the shows that I was putting on and the emotions that I was like putting people through were so uh strong Mm -hmm. and and it is you know I guess what I'm just trying to say is that it was sort of maybe one of the first instances that I really realized that it was me, you know, like as a person, like the person, like Rufus, you yeah. know, Rufus Wainwright, or you know, and, and and the the person as opposed to the artist. And and there was this kind of Yeah, it's hard because it is, yeah, it is
4: Isn't it?
0: Yeah, I never thought of that.
4: <laughs> it's you no know, it's it's a deep thing because Okay, it sounds superficial, but when we're on stage, when all of us are on stage, it's, you're giving so much. And I find it therapeutic too, and maybe that's what you were when you were on stage and you said it was the best you were doing. Maybe you were just working through it, like yeah, you said, yeah. sitting at home with it going on. But when you, you, you can't take, I find that I can't take that home, because it's too intense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I have
4: taken take it home
0: because it was with me um, 24 hours a day for about three months and but when I went out on stage it's it 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 served me really well that was a moment when being a singer was like oh my god I can really make something with this yeah I, I can use this sadness and this anxiety and this fear and like turn it into something like really yeah powerful and and it was sort of it was a night, it was it was one of the upsides of that. And so it's sort of, I don't know, I don't know why I'm saying that, but it, you but know, it, you know, it kind of, that duality, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Carrie,
0: Carrie lost her father.
1: I, yeah, my dad was, I was on a plane. We had just gotten on to go really early in the morning to Santa Fe. I was gonna go sing Donna Elvira and Don Giovanni there. And we got a phone call and it was, uh, your dad's been hit by a drunk driver and was killed instantly. And so we got off the plane no. and, You know, I I had a week at home, my manager was calling me saying, What do you want to do? And I said, I don't want to go, but I think my dad, if he was standing here, would be so furious at me if I didn't go do what I love to do. So I went. And what was interesting about that, I was there for, as you know, Santa Fe Opera is there for three months. But what was interesting, I think it was one of the best Donna Elvira's I've ever sung. People would come and say that to me because there was so much emotion poured into that, and it's the wave of emotions, I mean, the, the breadth of them, the enormity of them, and um, and I, um, yeah, it was intense yeah. and horrible, and I think I drowned myself in margaritas yeah. <laughs> the whole summer, and chips and guacamole. I think I gained
0: like 15 pounds by the end of the summer. Go home back vacuum the house. But I have to say, because when my mother died, I went on a world tour and sang, and, and did a bunch of shows, but it's thrilling. Yeah, you know, to go through like that. I mean, I I don't I don't wish it on anyone. Me neither. But um, you know, and certainly I think, and and God forbid if it was anything that wasn't sensical mm-hmm. like that, you know, like like in the sense like it's my parents. You know, you lose your parents, right. so so that happens, and you go out and you sing, and it's great. But it's yeah, I just feel very fortunate that I, that, that I'm able to do that as a singer. You should yeah, write about it. Yeah. Really?
1: <laughs> Why not?
4: Yeah. I mean, the, the, Carrie and I were saying they should write an opera about both of you anyway. And yeah, your and life. And everything. Uh, it would be fascinating. Yeah,
1: I, I agree with that. But, I it needs to be a book and then it needs to be turned into, uh, uh, you know, some kind I will say, of I will opera. Say,
0: I think that Jorn, Jorn, Jorn can agree with me here is that, is that, you know, for us, uh, as young, you know, boys, gay boys, uh or budding gay boys you know um you know because we both got into opera pretty young Mm -hmm. um that kind of experience of seeing opera singers great singers uh and and and, you know encountering great operas and you know just communing with that once again um i don't know it's just such a fundamental part of who we are both of us uh and has really made me certainly into the artist i am today like i still you know, I still. I, I, I guess I'm just trying to say thank you to you guys <laughs> who do wow. it. You know, who you know, even to me to hear think, oh my God, she was singing Dona Elvira. I mean, that's that still blows my mind. Or to, the, that you've sung. Uh, you know, I mean, it's I I can't get over how great that is. Yeah. You know, still So, so it's really because of your work that uh, that I am inspired and continue to do what I do. When sure. I was when
2: I was 19, <laughs> uh, on New Year's Eve, I stayed home and I listened to. The entire cycle, sort of, you know, on like the entire ring cycle from front to end, the 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 um, the the the, the uh, Schulte recording um, with, oh, with, with um, you know the the studio recording that he did in in, in London, I think, and and I wrote this thirty-page love letter. To Gabriele Schnaut, I don't know if. Oh, I
3: worked with her. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> she sang. She sang. I'd seen her about like 25 times as Brin in Hamburg at the at the State Opera House, and I wrote her this, you know, insanely long letter and like telling her every little thing that he did and. And every little scene and stuff like that. Three months later, I got a signed autograph card back from her. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I like. I wrote you 30 pages. This is all that you can do.
4: <laughs> that's so bad. this social media now. You see, that's why when people write me these big long letters, I'm the one that responds back to them because, like you say, you remember
2: that. Uh, you know, yeah.
4: if, if if somebody I, I, else writes
2: it, it was totally fine. You know, but it was sort of like. <laughs> I was in France, you know, writing this letter. And
4: you had you, you're, You were trained in as an opera director, right?
2: I studied opera directing, yeah, in Berlin at the um, at the Hans Eisler Music uh, 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 Conservatory. Yes, yes.
4: And then you worked with Bob Wilson. You met.
2: I worked with Bob Wilson. I was well. I was yeah. I I was the assistant director at the Deutsches Theater, which is sort of a, a spoken word theater in yeah. German for 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 a year actually and then I got a job offered at the Staatsoper to be sort of the right hand person to the artistic director and uh, and general manager Peter Musbach was his name he was a he was a very 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 talented director unfortunately he sort of lost um you know it was I don't think that being a general manager was sort of general director was sort of really what he was meant to do which was great for me because that way I was I was traveling all the time you know I was sort of looking at you know, opera directors, I brought...
0: And I took him away from all of I, I brought, you know,
2: I brought... I went now to, he's living in... You know, Barenboim, <laughs> we were going to do a new production of Boris Godunov, and Barenboim wanted wow. to have a Russian director. And then I said, like, well, can I make some proposals? And I, I, I heard a young director in, in, in Russia. This is a treat, Viva. No, it's not a treat, it's just to chew on. You can, you can, can chew thing. on that. Um, uh, you know, and then I went to Novosibirsk for a week to see the final rehearsals of Aida that Dmitry Chanyakov direct, directed. Ooh. And then we hired him. So I, I mean, I discovered Dmitry Chanyakov basically because we, we, he came to the Staatsoper and did his first production there. And then, you know, and then Moti did him, you know, had, did, did yeah. stuff in Paris and, you know, sort of then his international sort of career started, but that was really his first his first production in the West that he did. And so, you know, that was really thrilling. I mean, that was amazing, you know? Um, it was a really great time of, 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 of doing things and- uh, And
4: how you've kind of combined that now into, yeah. into
0: Rufus's yeah. pop world, opera world, and- What's nice about it is, you know, I, I had, I've had 11 managers. CDP, Viva? Over my career, oh. 11. One, one, a couple of them I was with for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, but but I went I, 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 but needless to say it hasn't been a successful story and really, in terms of working with Jorn now and considering his um background and our common love of opera and theater, um, he's the only person who can really um, come to terms with both of my worlds uh, of mm-hmm. pop and opera. He knows you know every manager since until him is completely flummoxed. By why I love opera, or what, how to you know op, you know operate in that world, and and is and just doesn't get it really. So yeah. between pop and opera is humongous. I
1: humongous,
0: mean, it's, huge, it's wild how big that is. And I and for years having to go back and forth uh, with you know was 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 challenging because um, it really don't. And it's funny, and there's this funny thing where you know, like, for instance, with *Prima Donna*, my first opera, um, you know, when it was when it was premiered, there, you know, there were actually some very good critics, um, but there was a huge, uh, there was a real, you know, uh, 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 kind of fight against it, or uh, I should say, from the establishment, because I wasn't, you know, from the opera world, and, and I was <laughs> working on melodies, and I was heavily leaning on, you know, nineteenth century. Um, uh, shades and colors and uh, which was appropriate for the piece anyway but that happened and they, and so there was this like whole debate and like you know of war and, and stuff like that and I will say now that it's the only opera that's going to be produced on earth next this coming year so
2: <laughs> whatever
3: back yeah, to um, you, you I'm sure, you I'm
2: sure I, I, so, I'm, I'm sorry but I'm sure there's some opera in North Korea happening yeah, too yeah. so if, <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a good one. Yeah. Anyway, but so 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 that was sort of the classical view, very you know, yeah, very uh, fierce and kind of you know ornery. And then the pop world was like, oh my god, that is amazing! <laughs> like they were like, this is an incredible thing you've done. Like you're going back to Almost work? like the 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 complete Thank opposite, you. where they just there was no criticism, yeah. no kind of. They were just like flabbergasted that I could do this, you know and it yeah. was so wild to them that 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 this has occurred and it was just it was just fascinating how 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 secluded the two worlds are and whether they be it's true clear.
1: i i'm hoping that with this pandemic that actually there's going to be a bridge built because we are all going to need each other including let's even talk about sports they're trying to get back in the arenas to produce what they do and so are all of us every musician there's no difference between pink or putting on an opera, Madonna concert, your concert, there's no difference, ballet, symphonies. I mean, how are we all going to come together to figure out a way to do this so we're all safe and before a vaccine, obviously, but how are we gonna do this? And I'm hoping that it bridges the gap with those industries. I mean, I live in Nashville and I'm connected here with the people that do studio work and things like that and how they manage to uh, record choirs yeah. Um, how can we use that technology for us if we need it in the meantime before we're all allowed back into the theater? Um, yeah. So I really I think the bridge needs to be gapped in yeah. education and in our world, and I'm hoping that this pandemic something as positive as that can come out of it. So fingers totally. crossed.
0: Totally, totally, and I think also hopefully that you know the um, the importance of live performance and you know being there in the theater when it's happening will be um, really elevated uh, yes. to a place where people, you know, just realize how precious it, it is. It's sad though, and,
2: because I, I feel like it shouldn't be precious in a yeah. way, you know? I mean, I find, I mean, I was so depressed when, remember a few years ago, when there was that nightclub in the Bataclan, you know, where that oh, yeah. the concert yeah. all, and it was sort of like you know that was sort of like for the first time this happened in a concert hall you know and that should be a space where you you know where 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 certain realities don't exist and where you know you transport something else you know and all of that and um where you can experiment where you can you know do crazy things and all of that and uh, and then it became vulnerable and now with this it's even more vulnerable, right? I mean, now it's sort of like, that's the most, being in a theater, being in a church. I mean, that's the only thing that I find is sort of positive about this is that, you know, you can't really, you shouldn't really go to church. I mean, I, I'm not a religious person, you know, and that you shouldn't really go to church because that's really the most dangerous because the communal singing is yes. you know, dangerous. But I find I find that is, I find that really, that, that I find really depressing
0: well i I do find it depressing, but I have to say you know I do think there was a period not so long ago, and I'm thinking mostly of my parents' generation where live music was uh, was was a was a vital function for you know democracy and you know like coffee houses like mm-hmm. peace rallies you know going mm-hmm. to uh you know, singing, yeah, that you know, songwriting, like even here, like in Laurel Canyon, you know, you would have, you know, Joni Mitchell, like people <laughs> getting together and sharing yeah. music as a kind of uh, yeah. But know, all of that is not advance. happening. No, all I know, but I'm just saying. I feel like, like, like people. I think, I, I think you could ask probably any one of those people, you know, would you risk your life to go be part of that music? And I, categorically, I'm sure they would say yes.
2: Sure, but you know, yeah, but is the, the audience at this? The point,
0: audience gonna do this? I think I think the audience would, but I, I don't think, think so. They, I think there's gonna be a fraction
4: of them that you know. Yeah. It, it once one person starts to open up, I really think that we're.
2: So they're gonna have like special clauses and life insurance, like <laughs> for the theater, mm-hmm. or this is higher premium because you are you have a subscription to the mat. you know? the yeah. totally. the we're
4: going into recorded medium, and you have your
0: 11th album coming up?
2: Uh, no, it's the
0: nine, yeah,
2: if you yeah, count.
0: Yeah, I've done a few. I mean, it's, like,
2: it's the ninth studio album, sort of technically, but you know, there's five albums and stuff yeah. like that, so.
0: Did I'm you record that. this during
4: quarantine or th- we should talk uh, about, uh, wait, actually, uh, that you have this-
0: I worked on this album, Unfollow the Rules, for years uh, uh, at this point, for about three years. Um, and uh, I was essentially, essentially while I was while I was uh, doing Hadrian for mm-hmm. the C.O.C. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was in that. I was also uh, in the studio for this record. Um, so it was a long process, and, and 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 there was a lot of gaps, you know, where I could step away and then come back, which is the best thing to do for any artistic project. The best thing to do in art often is just to step away <laughs> and not do it for a little bit, and then come <laughs> yeah. back. And um, so, so, so I, I got to do that with this record, and then uh, you know, finally, it all came together, and and it was supposed to come out in uh, in April, but now it's coming out in July, and you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I, we'll see, we'll see. I, mean, I have to say, I mean, I, I, I'm excited about it, um, and 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 I'm gonna work as much as I can and try to tour it when when that's possible. Um, probably in you know really from now, we'll, we'll go back on the road uh, in some capacity. Um, but that being said, because of this major period of, of, of inaction or physical inaction, um, there is a lot of offers coming in from other pieces, like some stuff, some stuff, a, a, a classical piece or two. And it's actually an amazing. No, it's kind of saving my ass right now because it is,
3: yeah.
0: it is uh that that I can actually now dive into and and then and one thing with opera which we're fortunate about to have is that you do two or three year, you know, lead lead time, right? You know, you know that yeah. uh, you can yeah. book things for five years from now. Yeah, until um, force majeure. Actually, actually um, as a composer, so so uh, so it's. I'm able to sort of lean on that um, that that system a little bit more. Good. Pop music, I'll be dead. You know, I mean, in the sense, I mean, I'm old. I mean, I'm ancient. You know, I mean, I, I do, I do, I think the record will do well. I think it will be, it will suffer some blows from this from this situation. Pop will because it, pop is about immediacy. It's about the hot ticket, you know, at the time. And but I, but we're not, we're not really going for that sensibility necessarily like i'm more going for kind of an elder statesman you know a mature songwriter you know and and that i think should work but uh but it's hard on that merry go round to to you know to 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 to, to grab the brass ring
4: <laughs> you have to go and you have to release it and then you have to do all the pr and the touring and the yeah. promote the carrie job. said that you're from i didn't read this that you're this is what you say carrie how is it being released that it's
1: because of the uh, that you wanted it, mo- correct me if I'm wrong, that you wanted the release to be where something like when you used to buy a record that you could put it on and then you could read the the book about it. And I really loved that. And I, I loved that you weren't just releasing it out on iTunes or whatever, Spotify or whatever, that it was something that was actually an event. It was an event in a way that reminded me of how awesome it was to buy a new record or a, buy a new CD or something like that. So... Am I right, and did I read that correctly, or did I understand that
0: correctly with the release? Yeah, yeah no there was a point where we thought maybe release first on the on this the earlier you know on the proposed date and just so that people have music right you know with the situation, but then you know we put I put a lot of work in the in the work um I've been drawing a lot actually i I do illustrations, oh. and they're part of the the record came to the conclusion that actually no we want this to be a full you know 360 uh you know experience where you know it's it's tactile as well as audio uh, as, as 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 an audio situation and so yeah so there'll be a beautiful vinyl uh yeah you, know, you can read the, the lyrics along while That's you're listening neat. To vinyl is a great thing now yeah back I remember doing that as a kid.
4: That I look forward, I mean, the record was great, but it was like, ooh, I went to look at all the, you know, the lyrics and the pictures and everything. That for me was, and I, I agree with you, I think vinyl's great, so. Yeah. Who is, I wanna ask both of you, who were your inspirations when you were growing up? Like, who really made you who you are, personally, musically? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, think, I mean, for me, it was a lot of, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously there were sort of a few artists that I worked with very, very important uh, to me. And, you know, really, I think that the, the biggest one definitely was Bob Wilson, you know, even, I mean, when I studied opera directing, I mean, the 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 the, the reason why I got into opera directing actually was a production of Tristan and Isolde in Berlin, in, in, in Hamburg at the Staatsoper that uh, Ruth Backhaus directed. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She, um, she was a great East German director. She uh, she was a she was a dancer originally. She was a student of Gret Palucca who was a student of Mary Wigman, so she came sort of out of that German expressionist, you know, dance uh, movement and um, then she was the worked with Bertolt Brecht at the Berlin Ensemble and she was the the head of the Berlin Ensemble and then she sort of moved more into opera and she was sort of my first teacher uh, but she very soon after worked with her for for one sort of a workshop, she passed away, uh, and then I met Bob Wilson, and he became a real mentor and sort of father figure, and uh, and uh, you know, and we're a real inspiration. And he's just an incredibly insp- uh, inspiring and yeah. wonderful, wonderful person, uh, and a real friend and human being. And you know, I've learned sort of a and you, lot. And
0: you, and you wrote him a I, did not, no,
2: I did not. No, <laughs> not write him a long. I, I well, actually in Her the paper beginning paper he or was. Or so? I did write him a letter, and then I met him, and I don't think he was, it was sort of the same as with us. He wasn't really very interested in the, you know, after our meeting, and then I was an intern. In oh, one, I was, I was interested. Uh,
4: oh, Who would you I, be? Come I, on, he's a handsome guy. I
2: was an, in, I was an intern in one of his and then he sort of wrote me into his office, was very, very good at sending faxes. I was very fast at sending. That was still the time when you send faxes. And he wrote like hundreds of faxes a day. He still writes faxes. He does. And he was always super impressed how fast I would come back after, you know, sending 50 50 faxes. And the reason why I was so good at it is because I studied the piano. So I could type the, you know, I could type the numbers really (laughs) fast. And so that's how I really got my first job with him. And that was, you know, that was great. I mean, artistically, it was always, I've always sort of been, I, you know, for me, sort of, you know, obviously being German, you know, there's sort of a, a definitely a love of, you know, that culture of Wagner and Strauss and uh, Thomas Mann and, you know, um, but I've always sort of really related more to artists who are dead already. I feel yeah. like they can't disappoint you anymore, <laughs> you know? But,
3: I get like, that. You know, okay. if okay. like, noted, like,
2: noted. Well, um, Rufus? Rufus is a
4: different uh, Watch out. You to better to clean them. those
2: toilets. <laughs> almost always fall in love with singers I've, I've i've dated my first big love was this tenor and he still performs i actually recently reconnected sort of with him a little bit and i was obsessed with him and then i dated another tenor, john villers i don't know if you remember yeah, him
4: yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. I won the Metropolitan Opera National Council Auditions with John Villers.
2: No. Oh my God. So I've heard of you before because you ah. told me that was I met him just after he had won that because then he, he got, got a big tattoo. tattoo on his arm
4: when he was in New York with me. Yes.
2: He got hired. I went with him to get that tattoo. Oh my know. god. Because he was then hired to sing the tambour mayor in Botzec, you know, which is sort of a, I mean, which is sort of a tenor screaming kind of role. He hated it, you know, and he, I mean, he had the, the physical appearance of it, but he were, yeah. had not the personality. For it. Mm-hmm. In and he's Salzburg, a teddy bear. Yes, in Salzburg at the Salzburg Festival. It was with the Berlin Philharmonics and Claudio Abado conducting. And we had, I mean, we went out before the first opera, before the first orchestra rehearsal on stage, we went out. The entire night. We did not sleep. We tumbled into a McDonald's at Salzburg in the morning. And then. He yeah, went, yeah, to Salzburg. <laughs> and then. Yes. At 10 o'clock, <laughs> he went into rehearsal for the first time with the Berlin Philharmonics to sing that role. Sing that role. And I mean, you know, he's right. I mean, the Tumble Mayor is this drunk guy on stage. So that's basically what he was, too. Oh, boy. Okay. And then, and then Rufus. So I've always, I've always had a, I've, I've always been attracted to the human voice.
0: The singers. And Rufus, how about you? Who's been here? Yeah, your- you, know, you know, I was thinking about what to say in the sense that, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, I, I was brought up in a musical family and, right. and, and, and the more I look back I mean, talking about looking back and kind of being amazed at, at what you, um, what you, what you've done and what you've, what you've encountered, uh, and I, I think a lot about how you know. Yes, yeah, so at a certain point, I got into opera, and I especially Verdi. Uh, Verdi, and he became like this real, you know, kind of mentor for me, this spiritual mentor, just in terms of his timing and his melodies, and his, and also his life in a lot of ways. I was hmm. like his attitude, and you know, it's kind of you know, very uh, no nobody fucked with him. <laughs> 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 you know That's he, he like fuck you to opera houses and you know went away and became a farmer for 20 years and then came you know so so i was kind of admired him um and that kind of went on but before that before that whole opera thing took place i mean i actually had a pretty amazing childhood um and and i maybe it was also you bringing up nashville because you know we you know one of the um my mother uh came here who was you know one of the great singer-songwriters of her generation. Um, you know, she would work a lot with Emmy Lewis, you
4: mm-hmm.
0: know. And with who? Would come, you I didn't know, get- and sing with us. Or then, or then you know, Linda Ronstadt at mm-hmm. the house, you know. And we work with her. And then there was, you know, Pete Seeger was a friend. And we, you know, go sing with him at, like, folk festivals. Cool. And, and And stuff like that. And I remember, you know, the, doing shows with Odetta you know when i was a kid <laughs> and, and so there was this i really was brought up in this incredibly profound and deep and, and uh and 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 popular uh folk scene mm-hmm. because even in the this, in this late 60s and 70s folk music was really, i don't know it was it was it was mainstream music i mean whether it was joni mitchell or right or 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 you know um uh you know, Peter, Paul and Mary, whatever. It was it was very it was very active and and so Yeah, and it was and it and it was incredibly um disciplined and 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 like 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 I had to learn how to sing harmonies. We had to learn how to project. We had to learn how to, you know, yeah. uh uh learn, you know, songs that were great, you know, like song there had to be a certain weight to everything. And so So I think in a lot of ways, my folk music um, sensibility, which isn't necessarily the music I always listened to, um, it's probably probably what what formed me the the, the most deeply. And if there was one, you know, and of course it would, I mean, if if it had to boil down to one person, it had to be my mother, I mean, because my mother was. was, Really? I I have to go with my mother, because she really did (laughs) engage with me Uh, seriously with music uh, uh, from as long as I can remember, you know, and it was always, I don't know, it was, it was very, uh, I'm eternally indebted to her, so, and that world that she, that she, that she lived in. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah,
4: truly. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, we don't want to keep you guys too much longer, Carrie, do you have, you probably have one or two more questions quickly, because I I know you guys.
1: I do, but you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I, um, I've um, i also lost my sister too, and I have a piece of jewelry of hers that I wear every day. I never take it, I mean, I take it off, but I, I wear it every day. And um, I was wondering, because in your robe series, you have a necklace that you wear, and I was just curious if that meant something or if that belonged to someone that you loved. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I
2: bought it. Yeah, so. he bought it. He went into the jewelry store in Aspen and wanted to buy me something. And yeah. then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to get this for myself. You make me clean the toilet. That's I'm going to buy something for myself, and okay. no, that's oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Ring.
0: okay, that's where the diamond I, where, I, where, I, where I was saying, I need to buy you a diamond, because I was in Aspen. And then I went and I said, no, I'm going to buy myself one.
3: Yeah.
4: Carrie, <laughs> no. this doesn't sound like us at all. Oh. <laughs> I, did I got I got this
2: watch, watch I got this watch though.
0: So oh nice. So, so you bought that for yourself. You know what's interesting about the necklace is that it, it was it has actually some blue diamonds in it and wow. uh, blue oh. and black. It has a couple of diamonds but the it's a coin. It's an ancient Roman coin and I wrote it I bought it sorry when I was um finishing Hadrian uh in Aspen because I was I was there there <sighs> composer in residence mm-hmm. uh for the end. Of, of, of that process of writing that. Book. Once, once I'd finished the opera, I uh, I went and splurged on this uh, Roman coin. So nice. it could have been, you know, it could have been, I was about to say fingered, but I, <laughs> 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 It could have been fingered by Hadrian. Anyway, and, so <laughs> um, you know, I,
1: Can I totally be a fan girl and ask you one more question? <laughs> okay good. um it's a when you recorded um and i'm gonna totally screw up the title but it's one of my favorite because uh, i'm lo- a huge fan of ella fitzgerald and um i love uh bewitched um oh, it, yeah. yeah and when you recorded that there's something about when i really have always wanted to know what were you feeling or thinking when you recorded that because there's almost a haunting to it and it's so beautiful and moving and
0: and um yeah, um, I just I wanted to know that. I did that for a movie, uh, uh, The History Boys, which mm-hmm. was a movie, it was a big play, and both in on Broadway and in by Alan, and um, and it had um. Anyway, so I I I did it for that, and I will say. You know, arguably, I mean, you know, it, it's really, I mean, I love, I love. Uh, Richard Rogers
2: mm-hmm. but
0: the music, but yeah. but there's always that there's always that kind of famous uh, distinction made with Rodgers between Rogers and Hart and Rogers and Hammerstein, right. and Father well, and the Widow is, is is one of the classic Rod Hart mm-hmm. songs earlier, and they are unlike the you know Rogers and Hammerstein, which are you know, but 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 can be it can arguably at times be accused of being a little cold. Mm-hmm. a little kind of monolithic and, mm-hmm. and i mean there are brilliant songs obviously but yeah. the rogers art stuff is much more human and, and a little more um uh wounded and yeah. and and heart uh uh richard i can't remember his first name Hart. um Lawrence Hart, he uh he was he had a very tragic life i mean he was gay and quite ugly uh and always very ugly and was an alcoholic and Mm-hmm. And, and he just had that, and in terms of a lyricist, I think there's very few uh, lyricists who can really match his sort of sadness
3: yeah. that mm-hmm.
0: he puts into, into right. the song, so, so I think cool. I was with that.
1: Well, it's beautiful. Just, it's I one did. of my faves, so. Yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> when is Hadrian when is going to be performed again? Mm-hmm. Because I know here in Toronto, it was sold out huge, ah, huge success. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, we're sort of I mean, we're working on you know. I mean, it's probably going to be uh, uh, a uh, a concert version, sort of an abridged version, at the in 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 Athens in 2021.
3: Yeah, they're doing.
2: So I think that's probably really going to happen. We are working on sort of this semi-staged version, where we tell the story and the characters through Robert Maplethorpe and, uh, and, and 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 sort of some other sort of staging elements,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which we've been talking to, you know, the Teatro Real and the Peralada Opera Festival and the Philharmonic you know, House And, you know, obviously now, you know, the future of these, sure. you know, it's 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 difficult, you know. We'll, it's gonna we'll, happen.
4: Yeah, it's gonna happen. because so so you won know, awards for this opera. I mean, yeah, it was- essentially was... I
2: think, you know. I mean, who knows whether it's gonna happen, you know, at the time that we were hoping for it to happen. We still need to raise some money. You know, obviously those things have sort of been on the back burner at the moment, you know, because- well, my favorite story about Hadrian is that,
0: is that, uh, you know, uh, at one point, um, I was thinking of who to direct it. Uh, and we are, we, we know, um, oh God, the the guy, Einstein on the beach, not stand on the beach, um, uh, Nixon in China, you know, Peter Sellers. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, Peter Sellers, I yes. Peter Sellers pretty well. And, and I remember, and this was like early, early on when I was, when I was, you know, Really starting the piece, and 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 I was on this panel with with Peter Sellers and Alex Ross and Alex. Well, Alex Ross was the was the mediator, and then and it was Nick Muley, me, Mule, uh, me and, uh, and, and 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 Peter Sellers, and he was saying, and I was thinking in the back of my head, I was like, oh, maybe I should see if he's interested in in, in, in directing Adrian. That could be interest. You know, that could be really fascinating because I do like his work, and then um, and he was we'd we sort of done the panel, and then afterwards he came up to me, first, it's so great to, you know, to see you again, and I, I know you did your first opera, but I just want to tell you, He suddenly when diatribe. he was like, opera, is, it's not about the big things anymore. It's all gonna get small. It's about the interpersonal relationship. No more choruses, no more, you know, like long oh. pieces. It's all about the little things, and, 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 and no more of this grandiose anything. Like he was on this jag, and then I, as he was talking, I was like, well, I guess you're not going to direct my next <laughs> opera about the, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you know, like okay, you're uh, not doing this, and, and,
3: and, and, and then
0: and, uh, and, and I still admire him, but 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 I will say that you know I wrote a grand, opera, you know, with that has and ballets, it could have been even longer, but but I, I had to keep it under you know a certain amount of time. But anyways, but I, I that is gonna take a while okay. <laughs> to get, it. it's hard to get the pieces going. There is life set for it, but-, uh, but it well, it should
4: been. be, because it was a huge success here in Toronto, and everyone that I talked to about it's it- Really amazing
0: piece. It's,
2: it's
4: sold out, amazing. Thomas Hampson still goes on about it. So and does Amber Braid. Braid.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was incredible, really. She's
1: amazing, isn't she?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I went to see her in Salome in Frankfurt.
1: <gasps> I'm so jealous. I wanted to see that so bad. We had plans. We were going. And, oh, yeah. we, and oh, then yeah, they no, shut it she down. Couldn't,
2: she couldn't finish the run. I went right. to see the it and it was really incredible. She was great. And Barry Kosky directed it, and, it, and he's such a genius. I mean, it's it's a amazing. real, I mean, it's a real, Barry Kosky, you know, has never directed he's never directed anything in new york or even in, or in toronto or anywhere it's a real i mean it's a crime yeah a crime. it'll happen it, yeah.
4: maybe now so anyway we have to we have to let you guys go yeah. but yeah. we have rapid fire questions if you're willing Okay. Yeah. okay. funny 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 and okay. you can choose who answers them but mm-hmm. carrie these are which questions
1: oh okay uh so i'm a huge uh actor studio girl you know, James Lipton. And I loved how he asked the same questions at the end of all the interviews. And um, so I'm kind of, I'm totally stealing this from him. Like- What's an homage On the cross. I'm stealing it. <laughs> so, um,
4: yeah. so who should start? You want me to start? Sure. What is your favorite word?
0: Penultimate.
4: Jorn?
2: Uh, uh, benchmounts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs>
2: Weltschmerz means sort of, you know, it's a very malarian word. Uh, it's it's sort of a very German word. It means uh, that the, the feeling pain about the world as a as a whole. It's a you know, it's a, it's one of those German concept Gesamtkunstwerk kind of you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then what is your least favorite word?
2: Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a
3: good
0: one, no one said that yet, no one said that. <laughs> I mean, everybody must say the word like. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, boy, I
4: mean, I mean, yeah. you know. Like, um, like, uh, mm, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> turns you on? The outdoor. Okay.
1: Outdoor. Outdoors.
2: I'm, I'm a dendrophile. The dandruffile, our, our 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 new dog, Puccini.
1: <laughs> okay, what turns you
0: off?
2: Um,
0: Stupidity. I have to say it, Republicans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, dang. <laughs> what sound
4: or noise do you love?
2: Bird noise.
3: Um. Or the
2: ocean in Montauk. Uh,
0: yeah. No, I, I, oh, oh, uh, I would say a fountain. And sound that you hate? A, a siren. Um, the sound of my speaking voice. <laughs> oh,
4: that's a good one. I hate mine too when I hear <laughs> it. Or my singing voice. I hate that even more. That's funny.
2: Oh, come on! When I hear I my circle. Really? Oh my God. That must be yeah, so yeah. hard. Yeah. Oh my
4: god. I only hear like
2: Yeah. Uh, oh. Carrie
4: oh. has to ask Carrie has to ask the next one.
1: What is your uh, I thoroughly enjoy cussing. So what is your favorite curse word?
4: Oh, he's gonna say a German one.
2: I should probably know. Yeah. Um, um God,
4: and you don't have to answer if you don't want no, to. No, you
1: don't want to. It can be in any language or, or you don't like cussing. I
2: like. Well, we have, a, we have a nine-year-old and, you know, she's very adamant when we say a bad word. She's yeah, we've, really, been, we've been
0: kind of trained. Right?
2: She's really, I mean, we don't, we don't swear at home, really. She, she's very, very, very adamant about swearing. She's, you know, and even if we have guests at home and someone says we the S F- F- word or the F word or whatever, she's Ooh. like, she calls them out. You know, she's, she's quite... um. You know. I'm, right. I'm a, good.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I do like the word. I, like, I do like to say dipshit. <laughs> I like
2: dipset.
4: That's <laughs> uh, a good one. Uh, what profession other than your own
0: would you like to try?
2: Paleo paleoanthropist.
0: Uh if I, my the other thing that I well you know I would have I, I I think well only because you know when I I don't really drink anymore. Um, but when I did drink, <laughs> there's a reason I don't drink. But uh, but when I did, um, I would often, you know, suddenly profess that uh, I would have been a great dancer. So uh, a great you know, what? Said, Wait, I, I lost you. What did you say? A great what? I would have been a great ballet dancer, and um, so I thought you always uh, said okay. stripper. No, but that's I, mean, I, would say, I would always say that when I was drunk. So I would have been a great okay. ballet dancer. Oh, I'd it? like to out if that's true or not. Yeah, you've got to go back to drinking.
1: <laughs> and Carrie, what, what's um, what profession would you not like to do?
0: Critic.
4: Yeah, I, I, I
1: Critic.
0: I second that.
4: <laughs> and the last one, this, this is the best one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
2: um come back later (laughs) mine would be
0: no more vacuuming
4: (laughs) 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 thank you guys thank you so much It's really a hoot i'm sorry that it went so long but
0: all right
2: no this was great
0: thank Thank you so much
2: (laughs) Sandra. Bye,
0: guys. Take Bye. care. Bye, Maria. It's my suit, okay? Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.